Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the back of the bus session. Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus, back of the bus sessions podcast. Today, I'm welcomed by an amazing guest. I'm really excited about this. I don't know much about you, but I do know I absolutely adore your music. So, we're going to dive in with Dorothy Ella. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks so much for having me. Hello. It's a real pleasure. I knew because you can find out a lot about somebody on their social medias, and I've had my scrolls, I've listened to a lot of your stuff, YouTube wise, but also it's just the energy, just there's something about you. I went, You'd be my mate, you would. <laughs> I'd get on. So I really appreciate you coming today. Oh, thanks so much. This is so groovy. This is such a cool thing that you do. Well, already we've organised a gig that you're yes. coming to do. Oh, yeah. We're having a disco night, everybody. So look out for that. Bring your roller skates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I, I really would love that. My partner's a roller derby player. Oh, amazing. She's really good. Have you been to see a roller derby game? No, I would love to do that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Roller derby? No. Should we have a little talk about it? Absolutely, yes. (sighs) It's madness, I promise you. So basically, all the misfits in the world have clubbed together (laughs) and decided to get a sport on the go. And, you know, you see blue hair, people of all genders, all ages, all everything, and they're in this one room, and they've all got skates on. Oh, my God. This is your dream, <laughs> isn't it? It is. <laughs> I think I'm already fitting in. Yeah. <laughs> I went in uh, to this room, they, I sat down, and they're in sort of like an oval shape, uh, like an egg, <laughs> and then they've got four, no, six blockers on each team, and then one jammer. Okay, you feeling? Okay. You're in? Yeah, I'm more about like the disco, so we've gone down a sport route that you're going to have to explain to me a bit more. (laughs) Okay, it's great, yeah, I'll I'll explain it, it's mental, and when you watch it, you'll love it. So we've got two jammers, six blockers on each team. Now these jammers have to go through or past the blockers, Uh, and the jammer that gets through first is in the lead. And then they can go around as much as they want until they call it off. Okay. This is about as much as I understand and as as far depth as I can go in. But my first ever time seeing it, I just, I had the rule sort of shouted at me. (laughs) Uh, It was a complete mess. Turned on, sat there sitting down, the whistle blows. It was carnage. Honestly, it's just like, noise, bam, 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 bam. I was like, what is happening? But turns out Chrissy is really bloody good. Oh, wow. And she was just smashing it, go. going around, I want to see. Diving through. We'll wow. go together. I'll yeah, take you for one. absolutely. That would be so much fun. And if you, if you look at it, bring your roller skates with you and you might just oh, think... Oh, I would fall over. <laughs> I mean, I can only just stay up and go around in a circle. I'm lucky if I do that, but I love it. <laughs> a lot of people during lockdown did get into roller skating. Yeah, that was it a was huge like thing. a thing. It was Why? Like, I think it was a TikTok trend, you know. Really? But, but I'm I'm not I did TikTok for like a week and I thought, you know what, this is taking up my whole life. I need to stop. Like what were the you moment doing for that, that you get week? scrolling. Well, I did like little um, like acoustic videos of myself singing and writing little clips of songs because 
when I write, I seem to only write like a sentence. And then I'm like, yes, I'm going to post this song that's not a song yet. So I was kind of doing things like that, like just editing the videos, which was really fun. And then just spending far, far too many hours just scrolling through mm. videos. They hook you. They're very yeah. good at it. So I had to stop. Have you watched The Social Dilemma? Yes, and that's part of the reason I was like, I'm not addicted, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so denied, I was so denied. Yeah. <laughs> Help me, yeah. <laughs> stripling. Yeah, that that was a powerful documentary, wasn't it? That oh, was really yeah. well put together. I wasn't so sure on the production when the little acting bits were in there. I just didn't vibe it. I, I quite liked it. Did you? I don't know. I'm... It built up something for you. I, I like the documentary-esque style of it. I yeah. just didn't get the really Americanized actor yeah, roles. Yeah, it's quite cheesy. Yeah. But like, I'm all about the cheese sometimes. Oh my <laughs> God. You can't keep using that device. <laughs> Mom, I'm fine. Actually, <laughs> actually, yeah, it was quite comical if you think about it. <laughs> and sometimes you can just allow satire in and just have a laugh with it <laughs> whereas I get very serious when I'm like this is documentary time yeah to be fair it's quite a serious subject hmm. and everything but it, you can kind of see it obviously you kind of know what they were going for but like in a household you know when like hmm. the kids are sat there like this yeah yeah and I well anywhere where was I the other day I was filming oh that was it I was at Cluck Cluck Bang that's just opened up it's already opened up in Billy Bootleggers which is now changing its name and uh, the Golden Fleece in Nottingham, so near where the maze used to be, and is opened up a franchise there. And I was there to film, so get a promo video. Cool. And I went upstairs, and there was awesome music on, all the chicken wings, and everything's going well. But it was bloody hard to get a good shot because everyone was just on their phones. Yeah. I literally had to shout up and go, guys. Get off your phones a yeah. minute. I need to get a little quick video of it. Yeah, that's another thing as well. Going to see live music. Mm. Like, I, I can really see it in like generations. So I went, well, a weird story actually, but I ended up at a Beyonce concert. But anyway, so <laughs> I, I was there and literally you can see just no one's watching mm. the actual stage. They're watching their phone. Their I'm like, phone. you might as well have just stayed at home and watched it on someone's Instagram story. Because <laughs> what, 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 how much is that ticket? Like, it was like 90 quid. 90, wow. Well, I, yeah, I actually ended up sneaking in at the end because my sister went and then they opened up the gates at the end because I was there to pick her up. Amazing. And I was like, okay then. I like, went literally just for the last song, but it was brilliant. <laughs> That's amazing. Was she any good? You saw that, that song? Oh yeah, empowered. Felt empowered. <laughs> She's a special figure, isn't she? Yeah, she, she practices on a treadmill. Singing? All of her songs, yeah. That's cool. Well, so I've heard. What, so she really can know work her. on her breath and so on? Yeah, like, I mean, if you imagine how much she's dancing and doing all of that, and then you listen to how clear her voice is. Mm. Like, if you jump up and down and try and sing a singular note, singular note it's going to go, mm. not, when you, not when you're Beyonce. <laughs> wow, to train it to that point yeah. is incredible. And I suppose in her concert, she's always moving about and dancing as well. So to add in that element of exercise for practice makes a lot of sense oh absolutely fitness is fitness is a sport it, well, it definitely is fitness we'll say that. is a sport what's your Dr favorite Dr sport yeah. fitness yeah. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> i <you>. love it <laughs> but no um vocals like singing is an absolute sport like you have mm. to train your voice so much and like i just admire vocalists that have 
like ultimate control over their voice. Oh, it's a great segue because you do have a lovely voice. Oh, <laughs> you Thank really you. do. It's stunning. Thanks so much. And I think you said something that I was going to say in a podcast. You have control over their voice. Well, that's yeah, that's not something that came naturally to me actually. So when I first started singing, I had. So I can be quite loud. Don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> Not yet. We're working on that peak in my Yeah, remember. yeah. <laughs> so when I first started singing, um, like I say properly, when I kind of was finding my voice, mm. when I was a little bit older, so like maybe like 16 or so when I got a band together and stuff like that, I just had this like absolutely power powerful voice and I just stay like ah, like really really loud all the time and someone described it to me as like having a really powerful motorbike and just having it on full power oh. all the time and just you're going around it's really cool and it's like really powerful and everyone can ad- admire it but it's a bit too much and you know, like slow down at some point oh. you know so like that's something I've really really worked on especially actually through lockdown and singing in my bedroom a lot more so I've, I've mm. got to be a bit more quiet <laughs> mm. and I suppose when you really do go for it if you can quieten then it makes that more impactful when you do hammer it home absolutely like mm. dynamics are like amazing for music to, mm. to engage an audience as well like as much as someone belting out a high note can capture their attention so can like really bringing it down and almost mm. whispering into the mic because people go oh. literally this craziest random thought popped in my head of this and it was on an x factor oh okay but matt cardle you can remember gosh. Matt Cardle. Oh, gosh, I remember. He was. That's back in the day. That wasn't is it? back in the day. What was his song that he sung? Oh, what for this moment? Or yeah. Or was it like a known song that he sang? He did he, a he song. Sung, song sang. <laughs> I've gone on a tangent. So, anyway, Matt well, Cardle. No, this Matt Cardle <laughs> moment is when he was at Simon Cow's house, and when you were saying that, it really reflected in that song. It was a if I were a boy. If I were a boy. But he did it so quietly and stunningly. And then I'll never forget it. It made me cry. And I can't, because I'm 27 now. So that is a back in the day, which should be, maybe I'm 16. Do you think? I'm thinking 16, 17. Well, yeah, it must have been a long time ago. Imagining it. And there's a moment, so he goes so quiet. And then he belts it. And I've never been hit by music like that before. Mm. I don't know why. I've loved music. I love lyricism, obviously, particularly. But just the sound of music, just the the capacity of what somebody can do with their voice Mm. had never hit me until that Matt Cardle moment. And you said that then, and it just made so much sense. I was going, that's what he's gone and done. Yeah. (laughs) He's been creative and playful with it and learnt them notes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's... You know, not even necessarily, like you say, well, about the notes that you exactly sing. Because, like, people could do beautiful melismas that add to everything. But, like... What's that word? That's a... Melismas, like... Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. New word for the day. Thank you very <laughs> so much. Like, this is why our podcast. <laughs> New word of the day, everybody. Melisma. Melisma. Oh, God. That's definition. Sexy. I don't... <laughs> I don't... I couldn't do an exact definition, but... You my... could do an example? Oh, no, probably not now. My, my voice is a bit <laughs> hoarse at the moment. Um, Like trills, so yeah. like going, 
Yeah, and I know Beyonce. Not like Beyonce does a lot of melismas, yeah, which are like excellent decorations for music. For a music, I'm keeping it. But like, just to be able to sing, there's a there's an artist Yeba. Have you ever heard of Yeba? No. She's like she sounds like she swallowed a piano. She does so many melismas. It's incredible. But the way she sings certain notes, like with so much conviction and like tone and power or not power mm. as we've figured out <laughs> it's just so captivating and the voice is just such a powerful instrument and people can use it in so many different ways and it can also be like trained in so many different ways like i really believe everyone can sing mm. anyone can sing because really that's a genuine belief of yours. i genuinely believe that like, I love an optimist. Define singing, okay. making noise from your mouth. Amen, sister. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. I Do you like know what that. I mean? So, and people I, should feel empowered in it as well. Enjoyment absolutely. of just giving it a go. It's the same with dance, movement. Yeah, that's exactly. all it is. And we do, you know, you see people at gigs and people laughing at them and then they stop dancing. You think, why oh, have you ruined no. that for somebody? No, I'd join in. They're laughing. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, true. I'm having so, a good time. Are you? That's that's a good attitude. That's a confident attitude. But I do see other people sort of yeah. being mocked and not want to dance and being a bit rigid, maybe yeah. because of that ridicule that they may feel. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And that's why, like, I think I've said that I run a few open mics. Mm. And the way I want people to sing when and feel when they're there is 100% comfortable. And if they feel like they can't sing or someone's told them they can't sing, I'm like, well, are you having a good time? Mm. Are you enjoying yourself? Do you enjoy what you do? Okay, then, enjoy yourself. Why are you worrying about if someone else doesn't think that you're good? Yeah, because yeah. Because it's not about that. Stunning it's about, attitude. you know, it's about, like, music's about getting people together, like a collectiveness, a community. Collaborative. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I love what you do, like bringing loads of people around I love you and, and what stuff. you do. Oh, sure. Maybe <laughs> what we're talking about now is exactly what we're doing. Yes, and hopefully going to go on to do more for. <laughs> I really hope so. With, with the training element, was that genuinely the moment then where somebody said to you, you've got a motorbike and you're just revving it at this constant you went home and reflected where a lot of people had, you know, let their egos take over and oh, feel yeah. offended. You... Oh, yeah, I let my ego take over. Oh, did you offended. feel offended? <laughs> well, I was 16 at the time. Oh, and I was okay. like, excuse me, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm having a good time. I like singing like that, so I'm going to sing like that. But it was... Um, when I went to uni, actually, they taught us to, to listen back to everything that we did. Brilliant. And I used to hate listening to myself sing. Oh. I don't know whether it's like a, it was quite universal. People are like, oh, no, I don't want to hear myself sing. But the more you do, you're like, oh, why does that not sound good to me? Why do I not like that? And I'm like, because I'm basically screaming down the microphone. <laughs> and whereas some people might find that interesting, like it's just not the vibe of the song. So it's taken a lot of years, even just practice and rehearsal gigging and learning how to use a microphone learning to use the space what kind of songs to sing in that space like the kind of people that are there and stuff like that mm. just judging that it's just been like years and years of like tweaking a little part of the song tweaking that little part of the song or mm. you know feeling it doing 
different vocal warm-ups, listening to other singers and soaking up as much as you can. Mm. And then, I don't know, I think it's definitely now I've, I've realised, like, a different place in my voice that, like, I never even knew was there before. So it's like... And can you listen to yourself back now? Oh, yes, I can listen to myself back Do now. Do you think that's when you have become sort of your authentic self as an artist when you're listening back and quite proud of what you're creating. Yeah, oh, that's a lovely way of putting it. Yeah, I guess so. I, I just thought of it then. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, we're all developing. There's no point. No one's, like, fully developed, and that's that's them as an artist. Like, mm. every single day you've learned something new and done something new. But I think, yeah, um, especially in the past two years, I've actually got to a point where I'm like no I'm actually proud of what I've done which is so important for people to do like I know a lot of artists we can be very troubled people and like lack a lot of confidence in ourselves but actually to to do something and go no I've done a good job there mm. you know and then yeah. that kind of boosts you to create even more meet even more people and do more art I think stuff. I really resonated with what you said then because I can feel the times where I didn't want to hear myself back is when I knew it wasn't me. And oh, yes. Particularly with spoken words. So I I could usually hear my spoken word back uh, when I got filmed and it's just a cappella and I can feel it when I'm giving the words the justice that they, they carry. But then I went and I never got into music until 21. 22 there's a story there i'm sure we'll get into it at some point maybe not even on here you're my mate now i can tell you it (laughs) (laughs) don't need to bore these poor people about me (laughs) but um i got into it through a troublesome time um and a really painful experience music but then i had a lot of fear going into it because i'd not learned all the fancy words and the jargon or the that. theory and and all those things that can prevent people from getting into a certain thing because they don't know the expertise of it so i did go in quite naive and blind i love poetry but then i did want i love the streets i love eminem i love some artists i can just keep naming artists but I thought, oh, I'll give, I'll give rap a bit of a go then. I'll see rhythm and poetry, yeah. rap. So I thought, try it out. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the abbreviation. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on some tracks and my philosophy is, if you want to get good at something, do it with people that are better than you. Ex- yes. Go with I'm it. So Don't feel an yes. ego brush. Just go with it. So... I would try my absolute little socks off, but honestly, I listen to it back now, and it is so cringy. I, I, you've got to go through this hurdle. You have to get through that cringe stage, and me knowing that then made me go through it. But it was as they put on a beat, and it's now I'm rapping to the beat with American accent. Move my beat. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like, like that. That's yeah, brilliant. I mean, it'll get a vibe going. Yeah, but it's not what I wanted to create. Yeah. <laughs> so then I just had to keep on building and going through it and building, and going through it, and then suddenly I got to this stage where I found more of the the music style I liked, which is lo-fi, sort of really. Lo-fi stands for low fidelity, like low quality. It's like on the oh, offbeat stuff. Learning and, so many yeah. things today, aren't we? <laughs> Us too. Yeah. We are on a mission. <laughs> yeah. And then I realised in the offbeat music, I could 
just talk. It really it gave allowance. Fun. Yeah. And I could actually Space. do my poetry with it. Mm. And it was more of a dance and I could just talk and not have to condense myself into syllables and so on. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But it, it had to be a journey. And I think the problem a lot of young artists face is they see something at the top and they just want to get from A to B as fast as possible without the really important yeah, steps in but between. it's not there. Like You never reach that because you're aiming for that goal and yeah. then something you discover about yourself sends you on a whole different path mm. like it's like you, you say it's yourself, a journey you? yeah and it, it, it really it's finding you as well mm. because you can have inspiration you can have people you look up to but you have to find and you said it perfectly your sound yeah. your style absolutely and I think the your part is the most important bit yeah I feel like you know with with your journey do you ever look back on that I know you said it's cringy but now I feel like you can look back on that and be like, that's where I've come from. Yes. Look at where I am Love now. That. And then it's not it's no longer cringy. It's look at me starting something. Yeah, you know? I, I've kept it all up. So for Brilliant. 27 now, started at 22. There must be videos on there from five or six years ago then. And I've just not touched a thing. I've kept it all where it was. But I've had loads of mates and we've had debates or discussions where... They've had that massive journey and then created an album and got rid of everything they've ever done, just deleted the whole catalogue. No. And I thought, I get it. It's nuanced. It's what you want to be as an artist. But for me as an artist, I'd prefer mini Mikeys out there that are getting into music mini. or so. And <laughs> mini us looking at the real self, real what we've done. For me, for example, podcasting, I love Joe Rogan podcast. I've always sort of dipped in and out of it throughout my journey. And I can actually still to this day go back to his first ever episode, Brilliant. which is yeah. 10 years ago, more, and see what he did. And it was so yeah. low quality, but that gives you the drive and belief. I can do that. I yeah. can get there. I can start at a further off point than he started on. Yeah, and that's I mean? something else as well. You know, when you're now like really proud of where you are that then you can get have other people that are inspired by you and what you do amen so like just having that content out there mm. no matter what it is obviously as long as it's not offensive yeah but, yeah <laughs> you can look back at like, it and go know, this really doesn't represent sign me off the times you know yeah. some things <laughs> not that i have anything like that but you know what about then with your content have you just kept it all there pretty um, much it's a bit weird, so I, from back in the day, there's some videos of me when I'm 16, yeah, but it was under, so I had a, a band, we called ourselves, well, we had a jazz band, we didn't really play jazz, but we just played whatever we wanted and, and played with, like, at jazz clubs and stuff. That's beautiful. <laughs> but um, I love that, we were called the Grey Earls, because we didn't like Grey Earl, Earl Grey tea, I don't know how that worked. <laughs> but, uh, like, do, you, do you like it now, because... It is an I awful, mean, awful tea for Oh, me. you don't enjoy it. No, See, not... I don't hate it. If mm. someone made me an Earl Grey tea, I wouldn't be offended. Mm. You, but... you could get through it. Yeah, I would power through to I, the I'm end. just thinking I would have vibe with that band at the time. That's something oh, we yeah. could all relate to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't, tea, know, I don't know why we called it that, but it was a pretty Wet cool socks. name at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just... We were, we were 16, we were really young, and we'd go around the local pubs and just play whatever songs we wanted, Damn. you know. 
And it was just really, really cool. I love that. And I forgot why we started talking about it. <laughs> well, we were talking about content. And oh, yeah. Keeping stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, so that's still everywhere. And like going back, even just obviously the sound of how I sunk, but even just watching me as a performer, like I didn't let go of the microphone. I was like this. Mm. So nervous to say a word in between songs. I'm like, this is this song. Thank you. And that's something that I've struggled at actually even more than developing myself as a musician is, um, I can't, I can't think of the word. There's a lot of words out there. Yes, there are. (laughs) There are a lot of words. (laughs) Again, the the story of you as a musician. So as you're developing. Um, when I'm performing as like, just speaking, being able to speak. Like back in the day, I would not have been able to sit here Mm. And being able to be calm, and I, well, I say calm, I'm, I'm very excited still, out but, there. <laughs> but like, yeah, I would have been so nervous, put, like put a microphone in front of me, put these on, it'd be like, hello, right, um, my okay. name is Dorothy. <laughs> and like, just been <gasps> so nervous it. and shy, but like, like that kind of comes with developing as a person. So me doing music and being on stage and talking to people over the microphone mm. and hosting open mics as well, because yeah. you need to be able to keep everyone engaged because you want people to stay at your place and have a party with you. So you're like, you know, talk to everyone, make sure everyone's involved and stuff like that. But like that is something that I was so, so nervous at. You know, when... You say something and you're like, oh, I hate myself. Why have I even spoken? Why do I even have words in my mouth? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Bashing my head. Like, oh, no, what are you doing with yourself, Mikey? <laughs> but then, you know, kind of learning to go, you know, everyone's a bit of a loser at some point. Mm. So why don't I just let it shine? Let yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is the only way of progression. And you've got to make mistakes. You've just got to go through the sludge. And suddenly you do get to that side where you're not perfect at any stretch, but you've accepted mistakes so much in your life that anything that comes your way, you can just overcome. Exactly. I completely agree with that. I'd, I would, I'd love to go down your musical journey then. I'd oh, like gosh. to go... <laughs> how you did get to where you've got to you're performing in a disco band <laughs> you're performing yes. with your partner you're running open mics successful open mics you love doing them what is young dorothy doing at home as a small person a small person yeah <laughs> well, well, I'm have you ever small. been one of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i still am <laughs> me too high five oh see i can't even reach you that's yeah. how small i am <laughs> Um, the musical journey, because I mean, there's a lot of stories. I've been alive for a few years. So. How old are you? How old do you think I am? Really? <laughs> okay. Oh, is this going to be one of them? Oh, no. I, I Either you... way, I'm like, oh, do you think I'm very mature? Or, oh, yes, I look very young. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go nice number and hit you with a 25 marker. Bang on the dot. Bang yeah. on the dot. I'm 25. I knew it. Yeah, you, you look great for it. Oh, thank you. 100% you could pass as a 25 person. I think a 25 person. Yeah. I think you're the first person who's actually guessed my age right. What do you usually get? Is it Well, someone thought I was 17. Yeah, I know. Mm, no, you've got wisdom in those yes, eyes. Yes, thank you. A lot of wisdom in there. So I think. Young no, look. Wisdomful eyes. So, but yeah, I, w- I would like to go as literally 
young as a kid, were you running about, singing, dancing, playing, having fun? Um, I think I was always a little bit of a diva when mm. I was young. I know there's a picture of me like, <sighs> like this when I'm really young, but I was actually really shy. Um, maybe not so much at home, but definitely at school. I'd be um, in primary school and start of secondary school. I would sit in the corner and not talk or anything. And I, you know, I ha I've always had friends and I've, you know, mm. but didn't really like put myself out there for things, would be really quiet, really shy. And it wasn't actually until I found music that oh. I came out of my shell. So that's what I love music. It's just amazing. It does so much for so many people. To, to psychoanalyze that part of you. Ooh, go on. Now, um, why, why did you begin out shy? I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I guess it's different for everyone. But mm. when you're young, you're like so unsure of life. You know, mm. you don't know how people are going to react to you. Scared of being made fun of. Were and... your family quite quiet people? Maybe um, introverted or anything like that? No, not really. I mean, I, I, I'm say I was shy. I was more shy like in new situations like at, at school and things mm -hmm. like that. But like once people got to know me, I was... Still, I wish you'd pipe down now, yeah. pretty much. But no, um, no, not really. I don't know what it was. I just, I guess, just it's just a part of you, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that characteristics, you know, there's things that are built from experiences, but also I think there are just genetical programming, yeah, that is a part of your psyche and soul, and if. It's something that later down the line it prevents you. It's for you to just overcome and work out them coping Absolutely. mechanisms. Yeah. And you felt that was just a part of who you were. Um, so you found music. Was this yeah. in school? Was this a mentor? Yeah, it was in school. So I did my first solo when I was 10 years old <gasps> in front of a whole church. church. One of, once in Royal David City, it was one whole verse of it. And I still remember to this day standing there and I, you know, when you're nervous, but like you're like really nervous and your whole body's like sweated and you're like, <gasps> this yeah. is the scariest thing I've ever done. I literally remember that, and my teacher was stood at the Can back. Can you vividly remember this? Yeah, moment? it's so weird. Ten-year-old Dorothy. Ten-year-old Dorothy. Can yeah. Can get into the mindset and go. I know exactly what was happening in that moment. I can picture all the surroundings. Yeah, it's so <laughs> so weird, but I was still really quite shy then. But I was so glad that I did it, and like doing that, like putting yourself out there, putting yourself in a a position where you are uncomfortable. Mm makes you grow so much because you're like oh, i'm so uncomfortable in this situation the situation happens and you're like oh that was all right i actually quite enjoyed it it was fine you I, know i got really nice goosebumps when oh. you said that genuinely because <laughs> i think that's really good advice and even to myself now i have tried to avoid things and avert things that may have been high pressured situations and just yeah, having it's natural though isn't it but to have somebody that gets it and put it, puts themselves in them uncomfortable situations going no this is good this is what you should be doing mm. this is how you grow really helps it really yeah. does so. i mean it's still a struggle like, i mm. i try and 
go for things if someone asks me to do something i'm like oh no that's a bit scary but in my back of my mind i'm like that would be really cool yeah you still just do it and go for it because you don't know until you've done it Mm. i mean i'll still spend like the the few weeks leading up to it worrying about it and going oh my god i'm Mm. so scared right now but then once i've done it i'm like yeah now what next what else can i conquer that's you know absolutely stunning I, i can put in an example so for me, I, I go and give talks in schools and so on. Amazing. And for that, because I can really practice and get in the mindset of it, I can usually just operate with it and it, it comes to me at that time and I channel and it just works. But there's some things that I'm really good at in my car on my own. <laughs> but as soon as I'm in front of anybody... yeah. I, there's there's just no getting over it. And I think it's this mental blockage and barrier I've put there. The example is um, my mate Muzzy Foley. And he's quite known in rap now because he keeps going on Good Morning Britain and stuff, doing debates. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> he's, a, he's an amazing guy. But one of his sort of really cool skills is that he can freestyle perfectly. So well, it's just that blows there. my mind. People, people can do that. Dude, it's such a skill. We we did a workshop the other day down here, so we get all the kids from the community come down oh. eleven to eighteen. It's funded by the police. That's amazing. Oh, so lucky, and he came down to do his workshop, which was brilliant. But the best bit for me, and I've watched it about a hundred times, <laughs> is when he got everybody's name, just met them, all on the list, had the register, and then did a freestyle rap register. With everybody's ah, name in it. Brilliant. There I was... think I heard you speaking about this on really? one of your other podcasts. Oh, oh, I spoke about this too much now. Yeah. He's only no, been here last Monday. I? Okay, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> I don't I'm know just... how I did that, but <laughs> it was absolutely stunningly good. And then there were really exotic names as well. There weren't sort wow. of normal Ben, Tom, Mikey. <laughs> it was Z and Theo and oh. so on, but... He smashed it. Finding rhyming words like that. Oh, gosh. And still telling a story that makes sense. Yeah. But then he got me on stage. And I do. I put on lo-fi or some form of beat when I'm in the car. And I'll just go. I'll I'll get for half an hour in. And I've done what I think is a great freestyle. But I just couldn't do it. I wasn't awful. But he went around and asked for words that are hard to rhyme. So I got like orange. Oh no. And yeah, as you can imagine, a, a dodgy list from all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I did, I, I felt that thing you felt when you were 10 in that church. I had the sweat on, I was shaking, and that never really happens to me. So. But that's brilliant yeah. because mm. you still did it. I did as and well. And then now, the next time that it comes about, you'll feel that slightly bit more comfortable in that situation because you and your car, you're zen. No yeah. one's looking at you. Flow state. You're in like, I love being in the car and singing because it's oh. like a little bubble. Yeah. So you're just like, la just going along and you know like things come out of you that you're like that's good I should I should sing that you know I should I should do that bit of my my rapping in that and then you get in the situation you're like this isn't my car where's my bubble gone (laughs) everyone's in my bubble (laughs) (laughs) popping my bubble it's an undestructible bubble that's what you need yeah undestructible bubble you're just in your car at all them points yeah so it's like it putting yourself in that situation so a lot of people get stage fright and mm. you know stage anxiety and stuff like that it's finding 
getting yourself into that state that you are in your mm, car mm. people do it in different ways like taking deep breaths or like closing their eyes on the thing mm. or you know just feeling the vibe for me if i'm singing the right song if i'm in the right like vibe of the music mm. and i'm and i've got it like music just takes you there that's true yeah. Like, it's when your brain starts overthinking, which, I mean, I feel like everyone's a, a victim of yeah. overthinking. When you start overthinking it, it then becomes that you can't do it as well. Whereas mm. if you're just in the present moment mm. and you're just there, there's no stopping you. So is that sort of a discovery of yours from quite a young age then? When you had that moment, did you go, right, I need to work on this? Um... I don't know because I did that when I was and it's it's always happened you know when you kind of progress to the next school yeah or like this next stage in your life so that was primary school then you went to high school and then you then become what is it so at primary school when I got to that stage I was top of the year like I yeah. say top of the year uh, the oldest of the school at the time because the oldest of the school at the time oh yeah you know like the year six I can't bad at explaining myself right now <laughs> but year six top of the school yeah you know you're the oldest people there all the little mm -hmm. ones look up to you you got, climb got your solo you like just conquered that yeah brilliant you're then a really big fish in a small pond I get you yeah, yeah. And then you get thrown into a like the most ginormous pond ever and then you mm. become this small fish again yeah and you like, and like you said earlier about putting yourself amongst people that are loads better than you, but not being scared of that, mm. using it, using that space in that big pond to grow. Mm. And then you become a big fish again. And then you move to a different one and it just keep, keeps going and going and going like that. So That's when I came from, it. I like yes, that. we are all fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so going to high school... I then, again, kind of reverted back. I was like, ooh, this isn't familiar. I'm going to be shy again. And then it wasn't till I got to the later years, like, kind of established myself in the friendship groups. I mean, school's a bit of a weird place anyway. Yeah. And then I actually <laughs> um, went for the musicals there. And I wasn't ever planning on, like, getting a part. I just enjoyed singing. I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go and see what happens. And I sung a song and then I got a main part in the school show, which at the time was like stardom, God, you know? What was this play? What were we... we Will Rock You. We Will Rock You. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't. It's obviously the musical, uh, the Queen, Queen musical, yeah. Wow. And I was Scaramouche and I sing, Some, Somebody Love. Oh. That one. Wow, so, okay. This was year 11. I think so, yeah, this yeah. was, yeah, Top year 11, yeah. You've made it into a musical. Yeah, made, I've made, basically, that's it, that's you, where my career finished, is, really. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to the top of the tree, you were really ready for this performance, you smashed it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, I remember there being a rehearsal for the song, and I, they'd given me this part, and I was like, oh, gosh, this is a lot of pressure. Like, mm. and was the whole school watching you? It, at this point, in the rehearsal, it was like just the school band, but a lot of them were like my friends who were like, 
you know, they're ready to take the mick out of you at any point. So you're like, oh, God, I've got to be cool. God, I've got to sing right. And I enjoyed singing. And then they were like, you know, at the end of the song where it's like, somebody to love. That bit where he like full on goes for it. Um, My music teacher just goes, just sing it high. And I was like, "Ah." and she's like, louder, just sing it, just go. And then I just closed my eyes and just went, ha, and then hit this note that I didn't even think I have. Shocked myself. Everyone else was shocked as well. And I was like, I think I just found my voice. Was that? I, I just was found that, my voice, everyone. <laughs> was it a good note then? It was oh, a, yeah. A like, nice I proper, like, hear. got it that I'd never thought I could sing that way because oh. I came from, like, um, a Catholic primary school where you're singing hymns and you're singing very, mm. like, oh, which is nice. It's beautiful. But it, and then going into that kind of pop singing and like the popular style of singing mm. and I, I just like belted out this note I was like yeah okay I want to sing like that and then mm. that was when I was too powerful and had to rein myself in and it's then develop it from there both sides though you've had the mm. polarity met where you felt shy and inside yourself and then you found your voice but went the other way for a bit that's probably got you to the perfect point hasn't it that's where you found your balance by trying the both out yeah absolutely it's it's a i don't know it's, it's a journey isn't it like mm. we say all over the my favorite word of the a day journey. it's all life just a journey Enjoy <laughs> it, not a destination that's so, so true you're, you're there you're, you're enjoying is music your life really at all elements of school were you bullied at all and did music sort of help you through anything? I wasn't bullied. I was very lucky with the friendship group that I had at school. Like, I was, I think I've been very lucky in my upbringing anyway. Mm. But I think music has always helped, helped me through, you know, when you go through a breakup or something right, and okay. you're like, you know, you go through your Adele stage of crying to Adele. Mm. But it does, it really helps the writing, especially. Okay. Whenever I'm upset with someone, that's how I used to write. Anytime I was angry, I was like, I'm so angry right now. I'm going to write a song about it. And it was really great to kind of put that into words. Mm. Because sometimes when I've been growing up, especially, I don't really understand myself. I don't understand the situation and why someone's been like that to me. And why am I so angry with them? Mm. And then writing a song about it, I'm like, okay, I'm not as angry about it anymore. And then like... No matter how like horrible someone's been or rude someone's been to me, I can then go, okay, you're you're probably going through something as well. Mm, so it turns you into an empath. You know. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, not every time. Not every, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not an angel. So, sometimes but, people are just dicks. You know, yes, I, I have to agree with <laughs> and you, you there. You established yes, it. Yes, <laughs> and I can also establish that from writing a song. But yeah, having that, I think it's so important for anyone to have a release, whether that's like sport, art, music, whatever it is. And for me, it is music. Even if I've had a bad day, I'll come home and I'll sing a song Mm. and then I'll be like, okay, I'm better now. (laughs) You know what a great tool to have the access <laughs> to as well. You don't oh, have to yeah. spend hundreds of pounds feeling that happiness. You can just use your voice and your yeah. back. <laughs> I mean, I say it like I just go la la la. I'm back. <laughs> like obviously, I'm not Reborn. like that all the time. <laughs> but yeah, no, it has it has been. Well, it still is like an integral part of my life, just to keep keep me 
relatively sane. <laughs> and I, I think that's the key word, relative. <laughs> relatively sane. <laughs> I'd love to get into that side then, because it's something I've seen of you mainly is uh, cover songs and good choices of cover songs. Yeah, I really enjoy <laughs> That's my vibe. Some soul in there. Oh, yeah. Again, a bit of the pop culture, but really good choices. But you do like writing your own lyrics. Is there much content out there with your originals on? Because I've not seen yeah. a mad amount. So, Spotify is this. Yeah, I do have some stuff on Spotify. Boom, I've been watching you on YouTube. Oh, there you <laughs> go. There is some original stuff on YouTube, but that's something that I've got um, a band that I've written with and, and developed my kind of original style with them. Ah. And I, I do perform with them and I've got loads of recordings of things. And it was actually my plan to get all that content out there because I was doing live shows and people kind of knew my stuff ah. live. Yeah. But I never really had it online. And I've kind of, I've held back because of COVID and I want to do a live show to release it and like, you know, have a party. You can't not have a party when something's released. Disco party. I mean, disco party. I mean, yeah, there we you go. are so invited. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to yes. get you on. I'm so excited. This would be fantastic, honestly. It's a really nice vibe out there when it's dark it's as well. It's so got the cool. lights and stuff. Yeah. Can film it, whatever doing. Disco but lights. Disco I feel like I've discovered a new gem today, honestly. Oh, <laughs> I've got a mate, I've got somebody we can collaborate with. This yeah. is really exciting. No, honestly. I'm actually really excited. <laughs> we should definitely do something. It'd be really cool. Let's talk about then your writing because that's what kind of that gets me burning (laughs) that's my ticker (laughs) (laughs) when did you really start channeling your writing and using it as sort of a cathartic tool so um I always kind of like you were talking about poetry when I was younger um I used to write poems like but then I felt really embarrassed about it for some reason, like it was weird or I don't know. And then I'd I'd hide it. I'd never show anyone and just hide it. And it'd just be like my little release thing that I did, like, you know, before you go to bed and your mind's going crazy. A bit like a a diary or a gratitude journal or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And just like writing words, I've always been like interested in that. Um, Would it be quite rhymey or...? Oh, yes. We love a good rhyme. But I also enjoy an off rhyme mm, what's it mm. called a not rhyme a not rhyme what's the there's oh, a I, I, I thought half that's what it rhyme. could be yeah half or a rhyme. not rhyme is there's also inner good. rhyme half rhyme not rhyme oh <laughs> yes all of the rhymes or not yeah <laughs> amen yeah. <laughs> okay but, so but yeah so i did that and then um i did I was in like musicals and stuff at school and then I went to university to actually study vocals at BIM in Manchester and there on I was on the vocals course and they very much led you down the route of becoming a session musician doing covers because that was just part of the course and that's what it did and I enjoyed that and I love singing and I love developing my voice and collaborating with people and doing stuff like that but there was a part of me that I was like, I really want to write my my own stuff, and there was never really like the opportunity to do that. And then there became, I became friends with different people on the different courses. The more I went on, and it wasn't till second year that I was like, do you know what? I want to write my own songs, mm. so I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna just do it. I I had a friend, and 
he played guitar and we just wrote a song together and I was like why don't we just audition it for the end of term gig that they always had I was like I won't get on those these people that are on the songwriting course been writing songs for years and years and years but I just really enjoyed what I did and just went for it and then we got on the end of term gig so first time I ever performed my original stuff when I literally had one song that was finished that I'd actually written was at Gorilla in Manchester which was insane Mm. obviously it was part of the uni thing um but yeah that was amazing and and then from there I was like okay if I can do that let's start writing some songs let's do it I'm, I, again, I'm just getting a buzz. Yeah. I, really, I, I love hearing people's journeys into it. <laughs> and I can tell how you talk, as you're talking, you really enjoy it. You absolutely feel it I mean, you've got to, like, haven't you? Like, I love this pursuit I'm on. Yeah, you've mm. got to. And that's, you know, that's what I always say to people. I'm, if they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm like, okay, when you're there, do you enjoy it? Mm. Do it then. Mm. you know life's too short it really can i think i think people get confused with their egos a lot of the time they let them ego doesn't just mean thinking greatly of yourself it just means having a self in a certain Mm. way so thinking negatively anyway and there's too many people that get stuck in that loop of what if what if what if yeah but what if you don't like what if Mm. not just do it. Just do You'll it. You'll never know. Until you really it. have to know who you are, know what your true self is. If it is performing, if it is dance, whatever it is, you've got to try it. You yeah. have to. Because then if you don't like it and it makes you really upset, you go, okay, that's not for me. Mm. I'll go and jump on a pogo stick. Yeah, see I, if honestly, that works. <laughs> this is hit a nerve at the minute because there are so mm. many good friends that I've got and because they see you doing your thing they come to you on the side because they're masculine and strong <laughs> and they're going I like what you're doing but I don't you know I do like this thing I just think I'll be called gay or whatever if I do it and I'm like dude is that yeah. really all that's bothering you just if they if you're bothered about them people or you're worried about them they shouldn't be in your life. Absolutely not. It really not. is and that simple. nine times out of ten, <laughs> the people that are going to be taking the mick out of you and calling you those names are like ten times more insecure than yeah, you anyway. Yeah. And they're doing it as a deflection, which isn't okay. Mm, it isn't okay, mm. but they're obviously, you know, going through their own stuff. So you go, almost feel sorry for them. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Call me those names. I'm going to change I'll my circle. i own that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So what what was your song like? What were you writing about? Was it oh, a sad it was, song? It was a breakup song. It was and actually <laughs> first song that I released, but it was on Spotify. But mm. then I can't work technology, and somehow it came off. So I'm hoping what, to like re-record it and re-release. How did it, Venetia? I, I think I might have cancelled my subscription to oh, something. I get you. Yeah. So. I don't know how, but I did. Honestly, big companies will take you down in a second as soon as you're not paying. Yeah, I know. Well, I didn't even know I was paying. (laughs) For for this, um, putting on the podcast, are you Spreaker? Okay. Honestly, the second money didn't come out my account one day, uh, it was a threat and a threat and a threat. I was like, all right, I'll I'll give you seven quid. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. We'll be fine. (laughs) But I... It, are you quite metaphorical in your in how you write in your lyrics, or do you sort of say it as it is, Ooh, um, Mike Skinner style? 
Oh, I don't know. Um, I guess I kind of say it as it is, mm. really, but it just depends what I'm writing because some... I've had so many different sounds and that's something I always struggle with. I still kind of do is what sound do I choose? Mm. Because I'm like being at university and doing music, it's very much like your music is a product that Mm. you're selling to an audience. So like in the business of music, it is, and you are part of that product. So you've got to be on brand. You've got, you know, everything has to align with what you're going for, all of your morals, everything that you're you're about, that yeah. has to align. And with me, I started writing, and some of my songs were like heavy rock, really emotional, like all of this. And then half of it was like funky disco stuff, mm. and then some of it's like really acoustic, emotional things. And I I still like I'm a bit all over the place. But then I also look at artists like Prince. Mm. Like, mm. you listen to some of his and you don't even think it's the same person because yeah. it's so all over the place. I'm like, well, maybe I'm. that's just me then. Mm. I think this is a really great part of the conversation now because the best way that this comes out is in poetry and poetry nights. And I've been to hundreds, if not at least a thousand, I think, because when I first got into it, I am a tenacious mofo <laughs> and I go every night and sometimes twice in one night and I'd get to every poetry event That's amazing. and it was brilliant then it got to a bit of a pursuit of I just wanted to make it as a poet so maybe my ugly side nature came out I just wanted to be everywhere to be seen I've got to the nice side of my nature again where I just love art but me and my other poet friend have both agreed upon we don't like poetry nights a lot of the time oh wow no I love I love music nights I love poetry in an essence but the conversation that ensued was the thing with a lot of poetry nights or some poetry nights or poetry places we've been to it becomes so inclusive to the artist that it excludes everybody else because it's just so either self-indulgent or the imagery that they're creating only those can recognise who's wrote it. It doesn't really have any um, m- uh, meaning to me, but but I can usually try and grasp and find and understand and see part of their story or journey, but it just feels so far removed from me, or I just think that's what art is. It's what do you perceive, what do you understand from it. Yeah. And there's a lot where it can be 10 minutes of just this, me story them writing mm. where you're like yeah I've not I've not taken away anything from that and I think that is actually a, a conversation I've had many times with many poets where they've said yeah stop liking the nights because it felt either too self-indulgent or, or they can do very avant-garde-esque style you know where it becomes a bit snooty and condescending what you don't get it um, uh, yeah, yeah. And, you get that in music as well sometimes. And it's yeah. too much crazy imagery that means absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah. go, well, now I'm really outside of it, so I feel really excluded again. So I think what you said then is I try and tell it a bit as it is. I try and keep... You said it is, it's a business. I'm trying to sell the product. Yeah. And that's what I try and do when I write now. I'm like, yes, this means something to me, but who else is on board when I say it? 
is there another way I can write it where pe- more people can come on board yeah. with me and tell the same thing? At the end of the day, it, artwork, and I mean, it can be anything you want it to be, mm. but for me, music, poetry, it's words, it's communication. Mm. You're going and communicating with someone. When I stand up and sing in front of an audience... I'm not just there singing to myself. Yeah. Well, sometimes I am because they don't listen. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, I've come. I'm performing to them. We're communicating. We're in this room together. We're yeah. in. It's a. You know, it is a a two way thing. That is. And when you're saying your poetry, you want them to understand you. You want them to you know, be on board with you. So I've never really been to a poetry night, if I'm honest. So well, that's in, that's I can imagine what advice. you mean. Yeah. It's integral and vital advice for people is, yes, write it for your own healing. Right? If it is just purely for your healing, maybe keep it as that either self and friends sort of thing. When you go into a night, which is entertainment in essence, with people there, audiences, tickets paid and so on, I'd really consider writing for that in mind as well. Mm. I think that's really great advice and I like that part of the conversation. I think it depends what event it is. Yeah, So if people have like read your poetry, seen you online and they've gone, I want to go and see something like that and I relate to it. Mm. It's like with music as well, like some music, like you just don't click with, you don't vibe with. You Mm. go and see it and you're like, I can see that you're having a really great time, but I'm just, I don't know how to dance to it. Mm. (laughs) Or not necessarily that, but you know, sometimes you just don't. And it's, you know finding your people mm. as well i think and this comes is into it. a great segue <laughs> but the importance of open mics and Love them. you know <laughs> I, I performed loads of open mics and sometimes you just got to accept your content didn't quite work and that's fine that's part of the entertainment industry it happens in comedy it happens in mm-hmm. all forms of entertainment it's not just you being, no, this is my poem, I'm going to be defiant, this is my truth, I'm just going to speak it. It's you going away and going, oh, that didn't reach as many people as I'd like it to, or that didn't quite hit the spot, what can I do about it? Not even necessarily what can I do about it in a sense of changing who you are or what you decide to write. It's yeah. finding those people that do align with yeah. what you've got. Yeah. Because I think that's something that I struggle with Um like performance wise I think I mean everyone's done a gig maybe everyone where you've sung and no one listens to you and no one like literally no one even looks up Mm. it's just part of it it's you know you've just not been put in the right place but then you can go to somewhere else and everyone's like focused on you Mm. and that's all they want to listen to and that's the thing about finding where you fit in Mm. finding the people that do want to buy your products but I hate saying it like that because it's so like you know when it's yourself like you're putting yourself on the line there Mm. it's like it's finding the people that do vibe with you connect your vibe will attract your tribe like that that should be a song it's going somewhere it's not a song it can be be, though is this another happening (laughs) between me and you I knew we were going to collab more than I thought. <laughs> so, okay, and, and did it sort of mature as you got older, your lyricism? Was it still kind of heartbreak songs and writing about 
that sort of content or have you found other elements of your life to write about? Yeah, I think, I mean, I always write about how I'm, how I'm feeling in the moment mm. or I don't know, I've done little projects where I've written for other people as well and I've really enjoyed that. Ghostwriter? Yeah, well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone came to me. I thought she was asking me to write a song for me to sing. I got it completely wrong, but anyway. <laughs> so okay. it was um, one of my friends, Paige, she's amazing. She did this um, charity album. Is where that she a second got... name? Paige is amazing. Yes, in fact, Paige is amazing, there you go, <laughs> look her up. <laughs> she did a, um, an album of all like Midlands artists, of all of their songs, collaborating, like two CDs of it, and um, raised loads of money for a charity. And she wanted one song at the end to kind of do it like Band-Aid, where everyone sung a line, you know. And What is that Band-Aid song that I'm thinking, with George Michael in and... The world. Oh, we're not them. quite at Christmas, oh. though, are we? Are we not allowed to sing that? I don't know, are we? Oh. We've got fairy lights. So that's we, halfway we there. We break all the rules on this yeah. podcast. That's <laughs> my one rule. We break them all. We've got the headphones and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she she messaged me saying, "Can you can you help me write this song?" And I thought she meant, and it was about the open mics because they were running open mics and stuff like that. She's like, "I want a song." to sing about an open mic. So I just wrote this song thinking, you know, I'm writing a song about an open mic. And she's like, oh no, this is for everyone to sing. And I was like, oh, okay then. But like, it was just a very like community thing. And it was just really nice to have a theme in mind mm. and write, it was very cheesy, don't get me wrong, mm, but like it was the vibe. Um, and <laughs> How like having... cheesy? Are we talking on a cheddar sort of level or are we going kind of... Real. I don't know. I think it was quite mild. It was quite brie. Brie. This yeah. Is, yeah. It's not not enough taste in brie for me. Oh, not not enough taste for me in brie. Yeah. Here you go. So I'm gonna leave the wrapping bit yeah. to you because I'm don't not. Do that. So... I told you how shy I am. Yeah, not... I've seen some of your stuff. It's actually really cool. Oh, bless I you. love Thank all the you. videos you do. I love videography. Yeah. Cool. Do you do them on your own? Pretty much. I've had uh, people on board, Herbie Rowley, shout out to you, <laughs> uh, James Reader had on board, but um, I really, there was the, I got kicked out of my school, so I got asked to leave eventually. I was very naughty, but the one, oh. never nasty, only naughty, <laughs> but the one lesson that they let me stick in was media studies, because you I could sort of be up studies. there and move around, yeah. but again, I was never sort of told I was any good at it or had any sort of a support emotional support in it so I just put it to a side one time and then when eventually after my story and traveling and so on I found music it was a really cheeky in way to get back around to doing media and the creative arts again and stuff so wow. yeah I'm glad I found it and reconnected with it because after making a few music videos for self I ended up doing a few for friends and that started to snowball and then in businesses I've done little documentaries now wow. and it, it just took off it really did and I, I it's my favorite thing I think that's amazing definitely the film side just I know a song is kind of very sporadic and can go anywhere you want it to but something about imagery and film Visuals, it just yeah. yeah visual it takes it to another world for me and mm. there is so much possibility in that 
That's yeah. amazing. But th- thank you for that. If you if, if you want to film, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Let's do you... something. Well, I mean, we've got our long list of things. Yeah, we need yeah. To honestly, get I, I think <laughs> we, uh, by the end of this, we're gonna have a podcast together. <laughs> we're gonna have so many possible films and song ideas and gigs. Yeah. It's just, are we, oh, are we best friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> so, with with your songwriting then, would you say you are good at it, in an essence? Is that something, of a skill you can go, you know what, I, I've got a nice way of telling a story? I don't know, I don't think I have as much experience as I'd like in songwriting. It's something that I don't set myself enough time for, because... I say yes to everything and mm. I'm just doing everything all the time. Oh, this I whole don't... podcast feels like a lie now. Yeah, oh, no, <laughs> not at all. Not in that way. I mean, like, I can't say no because I'm so excited about everything, mm. like all gigs and stuff like that. So, like, when I get off with them or, like, you know, a whole weekend's full of gigs, I'm like, yes, this is the best thing. But then I don't kind of set aside time to do things like songwriting as much anymore. So when I was at uni, I had time because it was at uni and it was part of my course as well. So I had time to just sit there and write and actually like... It's a nice fairy, fairy world, isn't it, uni? Yeah, a bubble again, a a little bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Which is needed because, again, you find balance after that. You have Mm. all that time and a beautiful amount of friends and meeting and so on. Then you get into the hard world where you have yes. to go 100 mile an hour at that and then you find that fine tune again where you go, oh no, them elements in uni were really important. Let's pluck them back yeah. and introduce them into my world. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But going back to what you said about if I'm good at songwriting, I don't know if you could say like that you, you're good at it. Like If you mm. like what I do, then... That's brilliant, who's and I great, enjoy it. Who's so. a great songwriter in your eyes? Who? Oh gosh, a famous that's a good question. Songwriter, and then I can base it off of your songwriting. Oh, my songwriting! <laughs> I can't. I'm out. I can't. Out. So, obviously, a lot of people would go to Bob Dylan uh, as, a, as a great songwriter. Um, myself, obviously, I'd go to Mike Skinner because he. I do you know many of the street songs. It's like. Um, Dry rise, mate. Oh, I yeah. It's hard for you. Okay, let's go for that song in particular. Whew, what a song. But it's just, it is, you're there with him in that song. And it's so powerful. I went through a breakup and it hit me a ton of bricks. Mm. I was down for months. Yeah. And I remember the second I put that song on, it was the most polar experience I'd had because I was dying (laughs) inside but it was so healing at the same time and to speak to so many people on a level that's the inclusivity we're talking about Mm. to be able to reach and talk to that many people that's what makes him such an incredible artist for me he said it as it was he put you in that moment he told you how he was feeling so you could reflect and and feel with him absolutely I love that yeah but it was just so real there was no crazy over the top metaphor or imagery or message that was hard to receive it was just I'll say a swear word but it's when he said I'm not just gonna (laughs) fucking just fucking leave it all now and doubled up on it yeah it it punches you and you go oh 
oh, he's got me, he's got me. Yeah, sometimes, like, with swearing in a song, sometimes it's nice if it's just, like, in that one little section where it, it like proper twice, means and yeah in and it really it like really means something because sometimes you can have people i don't mean i'm not taking her away like that's mm. really cool as well what they do but like they're swearing every other sentence and mm. it's like you know that's their vibe with the song and i'm like yeah go for it then if you just have like that when you're not expecting it especially Catches, yeah. Yeah. yeah and you're like oh mm. oh yeah that's okay that yeah honestly if we spoke about that all night I really I could dissect it and say what about that moment or what about here and he went there but that for me is one of the the perfect songs that you can sort of equate to how I like to write mm. is that I want to be clever with I don't I used to be very cliche and just say stuff um I'm thinking of a cliche moment now but can you think of a cliche sort of uh every cloud has a silver lining really obvious saying that'd go in one of my poems. And I've learned from that now, taking it, thinking about what that means, and then doing it for me. What yeah. does it mean for me? And turn it into my writing. But again, that every cloud has a silver lining, people get it. So it's inclusive. Yeah. So I try and make my words on a par with that sort of field. Does that make sense? Mm. I try and bring people in keep the imagery, keep the message, but not lose them by, mm. uh, somebody said at a poetry night recently, um, I, actually I quite like, his words were sand, which was quite nice, that was good, but then, no, it, was, it went further, he was purple inside, he moved like rainbow, and uh, and then it got too far, I was going, no, stop at the words were sand, <laughs> that got me, the rest sort of just kept going, yeah. I went, aww. You, you started so high. <laughs> but do, do you know what I mean? What What about your lyrics then in that term? Are you... I'm trying to think of my lyrics now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm just smashing on on lyrics. Yeah. Like, I love lyrics, man. <laughs> Go. <laughs> um, well, I really like... The way I write, or whether I have written, is like I'll come up with the tune or mm, a melody okay. and I won't actually write words. It will just be like quite like percussive Um, and then try and say what I feel and just say all the words that I feel and write them all down even if it's yeah and it's like if you'd read it you'd be like whoa what what Uh. is this on the page and then you choose out like random words that fit in it and then reword it to fit with the melody that I've got you told me your writing process there you go there you go is that the majority of the time is that how you go um yeah, so I'm not really like a great guitarist or like chord instrumentalist. Like vocals oh, is I my thing. Yeah. But I, I kind of, I learned guitar to be able to sing in front of people so I didn't have to rely on anyone. Mm. But I would love to just be able to be like, and just play it. But like when I write with a guitarist who can actually play the guitar, like can proper play, yeah. I go, right, this is what I want the guitar to sound like and I'll sing it to their face yeah. and be like, make it sound groovy. And then like the people that I've worked with are just incredible. Right. So, and I've done things before where I've not really that technical. Um, 
there's a song I've got on Spotify called Two Ways and I wrote the bass line to it first. Mm. Just in my head, we were like, and I recorded it on my phone, which was really bad at the moment, like really bad sound quality. And I did that. I just had it on repeat and I was like, two ways, honey, you know? And then just like, just kind of sing along to myself doing the different parts of the band because I can hear it and I can feel it, but kind of doesn't translate when I play it when I play guitar it just comes out blues because mm. all three chords that you need for that is yeah, just amazing yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can play the blues there you go exactly <laughs> inclusive <Yeah. laughs> my dad taught me is it a pentatonic scale on a guitar uh, yeah, I'll see you're already ahead of me uh, yeah <laughs> it's, it really is that sort of quite easy in essence to play but obviously there's levels to it and then you can get to an expertise but he was playing the other night and just playing the blues sort of chords and I was playing down this scale to him and it was really nice because I don't play many instruments. I, like yourself, run out of time a lot of the time. Yeah. So <laughs> you get in, but uh, he's got so many guitars, I just pick one up. I'm left-handed, so it's upside down. Oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a nice little moment where I'm just playing back to him and we're having a bit oh, of a connection. see, so. that's so special. So maybe the words have meaning to you and you've put them all out there but your concentration isn't all on I'm going to portray this incredible message for people that's um, going to change them no not necessarily I I kind of did a bit of writing in lockdown a bit like that like um I tried I writing a song about like social media and how it like changes our minds but a lot of the time when I um write it's I like the sound of the words. That's what I was alluding yeah, to. Yeah, and that's, it sound like you yeah. enjoy the musicality of everything. Yeah, and I like that's what I really I do really enjoy rap because it's so percussive and it's like you know it's like give it a bad 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 and <laughs> I love scat I love jazz and stuff yeah. like that and like artists like Ella Fitzgerald where she's scat. Have you ever heard her scat? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. And she's just like woo! It's give it a bit a bit a bit And I'm like, how how does she do that? And then then taking something like that and then putting words into it that sound really cool, like using your voice as mm. an instrument. But then with me as well, I guess the lyrical content, it's like I'll do a really funky song, but it'll actually be about like my heartbreak. Mm. But it's it's disguised by lots of sparkles and rhythm. and That's and, stunning. Yeah. I think that really works well in songs where they use a really sad thing on a happy beat or a really happy beat and talking about a sad thing, mm. it catches me off guard then. And I'm like, where, where are they going with this? Where's it taking me? And, you know, it's good to go away from the obvious some of the time, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's very nice to be felt by music and hear a sad chord and they're saying something sad. I get that. But the ones that go there is this dynamic with music as well. And I suppose there's a beauty of music just being anything you want it to be. The the great thing of being naive in music for me, when I was writing anything I wanted to say and trying to do it on a beat, it was just discovery mode. And I didn't know what was right. And then I found out there was no right. It was just doing it yeah. your way and finding what works. Yeah, I think oh, there was a Layla Hathaway her name is she came in to do a um a, a, like a master class at our uni and she had she can sing like two notes at once oh god sounds wow. a bit like a whale like yeah a, mm, 
Yeah. I don't know what it was. But incredible, like, jazz singer. She's amazing. And um, she was talking about songwriting, and one thing that kind of stuck out was someone says, well, how do you know if you're good? How do you know if what you're writing is good? And she says, who is anyone to tell you what ah. you've written is is not good? Yeah. Like whatever you write it's coming from you mm. like no matter if it's if you'll scrap it later or whatever mm. like that's that's come out of you like it's amazing that we're even alive anyway like mm. the fact that we can then create things mm. no matter if no one likes it or not you've just created something like that's how incredible is that liberating way of thinking isn't it yeah we're yeah. opening everything up today aren't yeah. we i'm gonna go away <laughs> feeling so inspired <laughs> you're not leaving this place yeah. I'm, I'm in <laughs> your journey honestly uh i've really enjoyed this this musical chat with you with the open mics how long have you been doing that so I came onto the Derby scene after uni, which was such a change for me because it was such a smaller community. Mm. Um, I came on, I think it was about three years ago now, and I just popped into an open mic. I was going, trying out a few different open mics. I think I went to like two, and I could literally play three songs on guitar. That's all I could do. And one of them was two chords the whole way through the song. Love songs like that. Brilliant. Mm. <laughs> So I could play three songs and I got up and I met like pretty much the whole Derby community on that night. And it was just such a vibe. I've never been to a place where everyone who gets up, no matter who they are, no matter what they're singing, everyone's supporting them. Mm. And they're like, you go, you're doing your thing. And they'd actually listen. Yeah. And it was just brilliant. (laughs) And I just vibed with everyone. I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Mm. And someone actually came up to me and... um, her name's Steph, and she was like, I'm booking you to play in the bar that I work at. I do the music. It was Blacksmith's Lounge in Derby. And she was like, two months' time, I've booked you in. I was like, I can play three songs. I can literally play three songs. I can't do a gig in two months. I just can't. And she went, well, you better get learning then, because you're booked in. So I was like, oh, my God, okay. So I just, like, spent all my time just learning songs like just simple ones that I could actually do and then I did it and actually had gigs booked in before then and just went for it and no I wasn't brilliant at it not at all by any stretch and is this the gig that you were in it wasn't a brilliant gig um what sorry when when you got to the the end point so she she bought you for this gig you're like I'm gonna practice go for it yeah we were all building up for this gig were you good at this point um, oh no, well, I still don't think I'm a, a great guitarist, but I get by and I accompany okay. myself and that's what my aim is with my guitar playing. Mm. I actually think I got my guitarist along just as moral support to that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I still like played a full set with me on my guitar, which Amazing. to me was like such an achievement because I'd never been able to go out on my own and play. I'd always have to rely on a band, mm. which is brilliant. Like The band is brilliant and they can be a million times better than me. But to be able to do it independently, mm. that was such an achievement for me. And since then, I just haven't looked back. At the time, I was working in a, in a bar and in the kitchen and behind the bar as well. I quit my job. And just went and did music full time no because messing. I was just like, yeah, that's what I'm meant to do. Mm. This is this is my life, you know. Well, and then a few years down the line, we had something like a, a 
pandemic or something. Oh, I don't know about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've done so, so yeah. we're nearly two hours in. Really? And we've not spoke about a pandemic. Yeah, I so. mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't think it was there. <laughs> but yeah, so that kind of affected things. But I think, you know, if you love something and you enjoy it, you should go for it. That's, yeah, amen again. Amen. <laughs> Amen's my word of the day too. Yeah. <laughs> I love amen. And that feeling when you got to that point, this is me, this is what I should be this doing. This is me. This is, <laughs> only just seen that film so recently. Brilliant, isn't it? Oh, it's not just brilliant. There's the uh, extras that you can watch and when they're all going into auditions and when Hugh Grant is in this room and the woman who sings this, oh man, I just got goosebumps again thinking of it. And they're all like crying together, but giving it everything. Uh, yeah, actually, I think Have I've seen, seen that. Yeah. It's, it's really, really powerful, powerful. that is. Powerful, yeah. Um, but you got that feeling. Can you describe that? Can you explain what happened? Um, was it on stage or was the afterglow and the aftermath of the drive home? I don't know because I don't feel like I have moments of going, yeah, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Mm. But I don't think I'm ever like, yeah, this is me because I'm always changing, I'm always developing. But like, I think that, that this is me, this is me, <laughs> has only just come in recently, like ah. with the pandemic that we're not mentioning. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and not doing what, yeah. Not doing what I was enjoying. Not that I didn't. I still did a lot of things through the pandemic. I sat on my balcony and sang to the street and stuff. So I continued uh, yes. it. I continued the party, but I wasn't doing it as much as I, I did. I wasn't hosting my open mic. I wasn't around my people. That mm. like that's so just love about music. It's getting people together. Yeah. So not doing that and not seeing these people and not singing in front of loads of people or with people and communicating. And and connecting with people in that way mm. and then coming back to it and restarting my mm. open mics like they've just gone I, I'm so unbelievably happy with how they are at the moment because the people that come along are just so so supportive mm. I think someone came up to me at once and they were like this is such a vibe here someone could get up and like bash two spoons together and everyone would just go crazy and I was like well first of all who wouldn't go crazy that that would be really cool yeah, yeah but also talking. yeah exactly but also the fact that like I've been able to connect with these people I found my people mm. I've created my own vibe I've literally created like my own party mm. of the people that I want to be at my party no. obviously they're they're the party so they've created the vibe but like the fact that I've found that mm. and I, I sometimes I sit Got there in my the open mic yeah oh. when people are like up dancing someone's there for the first time an open mic singing their original song and everyone's really engaged mm. like someone walks in like with a guitar on their back and I'm like welcome mm. come and party mm. with us you know like moments like that I kind of just like sit and I look and I'm like yeah mm. this is what I'm meant to be doing I feel like you know I'm making a difference I'm present I'm, I'm there for the people, but also for me at, at the my, same time. My favourite saying is, uh, if there's not a scene, make a scene. Oh, yes! And honestly, every time I find myself moaning about, oh, it wouldn't be great if there was just. I think, well, do it then. whose fault's that? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's obviously not thought of it or done it in that way. You have, just do it. Yeah. And that seems exactly what you felt at that time was... 
I'm going to bring it. I'm going to do it to the table. Yeah, because that's something I I absolutely love open mics and like people running them. You get to meet so many great people and some mm. people, so many great open mics on, especially around Derby and, and I've been to them in Nottingham as well. But something that I've kind of felt at some open mics, but especially when you go into like the old kind of folk clubs mm. and things like that, is that not belonging and... So if I walked into a like an old, I say old man's like folk club, you yeah, can you yeah. can see the vibe, can't you? In like yeah. an old pub, I'm with you. And you walk in, and they're like, hand. and they're like, you're new, mm. you're not from around here. What are you doing in our pub? Yeah, divisive. Yeah, and like, obviously, I just go and talk to them and get over it anyway, and and then become part of the scene. But a lot of people don't have that confidence and it's that not feeling included in something and that's something that I just wanted to completely eliminate out of the open mic vibe and like you know when some people are so nervous to play and then no one listens to them and then their confidence just goes through the floor like breaks my heart so much so like part of like being the host is making them feel so comfortable to be able to do what they do mm. giving them that platform but then also like work in the room getting everyone just as hyped as i am yeah. about them performing because yeah. i love it i love what they do and like to be able to connect with other people and go like guys this is their first time ever singing do you realize where they're gonna go Dude. like this is the start yeah. of their journey be part of it be part of their journey mm. with them and then they get hyped, you get hyped, the person on stage gets hyped, and then everyone's just having everyone's a good time. I, I think that's the recipe of a successful open mic, and very few people realise it, but a host. The host mm. can create it, they can make it, they have to set the tone of it. Um, because you go to so many, I've been to a lot, where they allow for people talking over people, and mm. they allow for just bad etiquette. You think, yeah. I'm sorry, I know you're not in full control, but you have to do your best. I I've think, seen yeah. certain hosts just sit through it and just join in. Some hosts are talking when the artists are on. And I, I'm just thinking, what are you doing? Yeah, I know you have to be so present. Do your but, best or at yeah. least, you know, go out for a smoke, go to the back of the room. There's There's so many ways of conducting yourself where you can help somebody out. Mm. And I've just genuinely seen people in front of the performer, right then, with their mates, just chatting, chatting or on the, not on the phone, like, hey, oh, mum, what are you up to? Yeah. I've got <laughs> tea ready, but yeah, whatever it is, it just, it's, it's really not on. And mm. I'll be honest, that's the whole reason for the buses was what happened to me on a night um, at a pub gig. And actually... My set didn't go too badly. I was speaking about... I, I, I saw the audience, I thought, they need some of the harder stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did the, like, the knife crimey, drug-related poetry, and they were like, I don't like poetry, but that was fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> but then there was this really beautiful girl on, really angelic voice, so soft, so, so soft. And it was just chaos like constant mm. talking and i went and had a chat with her after and she was genuinely pretty broken oh, i don't her. know if she did fully carry it on after that 
um, because she was just saying, oh, I don't really want to do this. It, I felt so isolated up there and alienated. And I was like, you've just hit a bad gig. That's yeah. all it is. It's not been dealt with well. It's not been helped out in any way. Yeah. Um, and I felt really sorry for her. And I came home and that was it. I said to Chrissy, my partner, we, I want to put on something special where people only pay attention to the artist for that time. And then we watched the uh, the NPR sessions. Have you watched them? It's like mm. a tiny desk. Oh, okay, mm. yeah. NPR yeah. they call it, but yeah, tiny desk sessions, and they're in weird little places. And I just thought that's got an audience, but when the artist is on, that's it. It's only the I artist. Love. Yeah. So yeah, we went on our little journey, and, and lo and behold, that's we brilliant. ended up with this. But. It all stemmed from yeah. a shite gig. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Thank you. Inspiration. Awful humans all out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I absolutely love that. Like, and that, that again, is you finding your people. Mm. Finding the people that do enjoy the things that you enjoy. And Which creating your vibe. Yeah. The, respecting the craft. Respecting the hardship that goes into mm. it. The absolute tenacity you've got to do to create something you're proud of. And then the courage it takes to actually get to that yeah. point. Give it some time of yeah. day. Give it what it deserves. Absolutely. Mm. And I know, like, sometimes over my, some of the other ones that I run, they're in, they are in, like, old drinkers pubs. And there are, I've, I ran one a few weeks ago and it was, everyone was talking so, so loud. Mm. And I was like, shut up. But mm. you can't say that as well as the host. You can't, that's another thing that I don't like is the opposite end of the scale where you go to a night to enjoy the night and everyone's going, shh. Yeah, I get you. And I'm like, no, I've come to enjoy myself. I'm mm. not being rude. Some people, some people are being rude, but you know, it's it's finding that balance as the host mm. to go, okay, like this is what we're here for. But it's just setting I, that. Precedent. I think it's again another great part of conversation because <laughs> it's to do with the venue. You know, give a little bit of space where it's for the artists and people that want to listen to the artists and they can go around and do that. And then for those people that have been caught up in that, there should be space for them to go mm. and do their talking. You know, I've been to, say, a few places in Nottingham and there is a corner for music. Mm. And then I've seen people that have obviously been caught there because they've met each other, they didn't know open mic nights on, and they're, they're sat pretty much front and centre. Mm. And me as the host has gone, lads, really respect that we're in your night now. We've got in your way. Yeah. But there is a place over there which is better. <laughs> it's yeah. a nicer sitting arrangement. That's such a nice way of saying go, it. Go and sit over there if you don't mind because here is for the music now. And I really do think... It's, it's hard if the venue's really small, mm. enclosed. I totally get it. And there is nuance in this. There is people, they've had a hard day at work. They want to just unwind. Exactly, They don't want to yeah. be told to shush all the time. But if we're talking respect and we're talking thinking of the artistry, mm. there must be places in that club that yeah. don't have to involve being front and centre. Yeah, and it's like you say, manage someone to manage that as well mm. and to to kind of really understand the room yeah. of people. You, you yeah. have to be very aware, don't you? You have to be yeah. very conscious. And 
it is hard because then I've seen it unfold where it's turned into a dispute and a horrible yeah, back and forth. Yeah, you telling me to leave. Yeah. yeah yes, I, actually, I, I am. I have, <laughs> I've, I've witnessed it and I've been there and I'm not saying it's easy, but there are some people that conduct incredible nights just because they know what it takes, they know what it needs, so they, they make sure that happens and ensues. Mm. And are you one of those then? I've, I've not been to your Well, I don't yet, know, you but... better come down and oh, have a look. Okay. So where is it? It's at Bar Social in Derby every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, yeah. Bar Social. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome, and you get a good turnout, nice people. Oh, it's, it's just, I, honestly, I'm so grateful. Everything for, you want. Yeah, it's just been amazing. I go home after those nights and I'm just buzzing. Like, mm. just, yeah, I know, I know the feeling. Yeah. Do you make sure you perform as well? Yeah, yeah, I, I perform. And I, what I love to do is, as well, because I open the night to make people feel a bit more comfortable. You know when, like, their first song, you're like, right, yeah. go. And they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, I open the night. And then later on, because I know quite a lot of people in the scene, I'll, like, jam with them. But then I also invite, like, so say someone new is there and they play Kahan, mm. I'll bring my con along and be like, okay, I know you play Kahan. Get up and play with us. Yeah. And, like, make it, like, a an organised jam. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, so, like, just including as many people as possible. And then you get to, like, play with some really cool people as mm. well. That the best places to meet people sometimes. Isn't oh it? yeah, absolutely. You've just had a, a jam session, and then you look at each other and you go, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that could happen. And then you go on this sort of journey of trying to find those moments and find those people. Mm. I did it in Nottingham. There's um, uh, not the Nest Collective. They do raves. <laughs> and Nottingham Jam Orchestra. Have you heard of those guys? Yeah. Yes. They're really I've cool. Heard, yeah. My friend Max set it up and his partner, cool. uh, Zoe. But then all the time, you don't know what you're going to get. That's it is cool. literally a full jam. They've got a bit of a set that they'll play, but then the rest of it's just inviting people up and oh, up I and up. I love that. Oh, man. Some of my favourite times on them stages. Oh, I love that. Oh, man. You're, you're very lucky. You just moved into Nottingham then? Yes. Yeah, just moved to Nottingham. Because? Don't really know any area of the area. It just kind of worked for me and my, my partner. Like, he was kind of based around Nottingham. I moved my job to Nottingham and then we were like, yeah, let's move there. And then, because we both do a lot around Derby, he's got a band that are kind of Derby-ish based. And then I obviously do have mics and a lot of things around the Derbyshire area. And mm. then I was like, well, it'll be really cool to be near Nottingham too because yeah. I've kind of had little tasters of it and I really want to get involved with I mean even just doing things I know we're not in Nottingham <laughs> as I found out today <laughs> <laughs> to your surprise but, or your dismay <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah just to like meet more people and explore and oh, experience so cool. new things yeah. I don't think I've been to a better place than Nottingham in mm. terms of how collaborative it can be the community yeah. elements to it, the incredible... They're just so supportive. They really care mm. about the essence of music. I feel like there's a really good scene for original music here, which is something yeah. that I want to do so much more of because, like I said before, I've got so much original content that I'm ready to release and I'm like, mm. you know, I'm so eager to start that journey, yeah. even though it's already kind of started, but like to proper do it properly and actually have a constant mm. flow of content. I'm, I must say, 
I'm not as into it at the minute. I've just not been in the scene. I was there more three years ago, four, three years ago, and it was while the maze was open. Have you heard of the maze in Nottingham? It was kind of the place, but it was at the other end of town, Mansfield Road, at the top of it. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, it's just shut down. Well, last year shut down. Probably more, actually, thinking... It, the timeline's gone now, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> After this <laughs> happening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> lost all time, but it was two years ago. Yeah. Um, but it was a really wonderful collective of people that... Uh, you know, it's where Jake Bug started out and so on. He's had really big artists play in front of 15 people or something. Yeah. But everybody there had this just belief in you. You get there mm. and like you said, your gigs, brand new person, timid, shy, shaking, gets in. Come on in, get a drink, oh, sit down, let's go. That. Let's have, oh, I'll never forget it. That is a massive part of why I do what I do. Um, and why I kept on going because if it was for some of the other places I ended up going to where I felt that person a bit left out a bit unsure um, confused by the whole arrangement I probably wouldn't have carried on in honesty but yeah. then as soon as I found that place it was my go-to and as soon as I felt uncomfortable in my own artistry just took one more gig going back there, trying out something new, and you felt, ah, oh, yeah, like your this little home, your yeah, little music home, temple, yeah, you need it, don't you? Safe space, yeah. So come on, we can't keep going forever more. I know. There's got to be some point <laughs> where this. Concludes. I think we could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what what is coming up for you, musically, creatively, life wise? Have you have you planned it out, or are you a flower? Oh, no, a flower and a at goer? the moment. I don't really know. I'm kind of stuck in a, a loop at the moment. But um, I'm really, really excited to be releasing some music. I need to do some announcements and stuff like that. But I'm going to be um, record. This is my disco stuff. Yes. So I'm so excited to get disco, this out. Disco, gonna, disco, disco. Oh, yeah. Like Kevin and Perry, you mean? What? <laughs> have you not seen Kevin and Perry? Do you know what? I've heard of them and I think I have seen them. He's got a cap on like Yeah, you. I don't think it's disco. It's more um, Ibiza Oh, uh, right, so yes. Is that Ravey scene? I, I don't know. Or is it their, their famous one was, all I want to do is do it. Disco, <laughs> disco, all I want to do is do it. And then it goes into this like really hardcore drum and bass song. Oh, right. Oh, mate. Well, it's not, it'll be drum and bass then. Yeah, true. There you go. Well, You've answered your own question. Bit. Yeah. Uh, a dis they Dream said disco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really excited to release that. And I want to kind of release singles and then put it together as an EP called Dorothy Ella's Boogie Tracks. Oh. And then re-release the one that got deleted off Spotify. Yes. Put that on there too, just as an added bonus. Was that but... the one about social media? No, that yeah. was when I started to try and write, but that's a different story. Wow, <laughs> go on, let's just... Why oh, we, you... we're delving into there. No, it was... I can't even remember how it goes now. It was just about, like, stop looking at what everyone else is doing because they're not going to post them just sitting there on the sofa doing nothing, are they? They're going to post something. That was no rhyme. Something. I was waiting for oh, the lyricism. Yeah. I can't even remember how it goes now. It's <laughs> literally... Have you literally, not got the I've two blanked... first lines in yet? 
Honestly, it's completely blanked out of my head. It I'll have to get to back to you on that one. Somebody asked me forgot. on a podcast yesterday, we were talking about our depression, but when we hit the pit at the bottom and said how important that is, you've got to kind of hit a bottom um, because that gives you time to look up and realise there is a bottom. And sort of when you start climbing, when you fall again, you know it's not an abyss of nothingness. No, there's you know a bottom. there's good times. So... Uh, we were talking about that, but I've got a poem called Falling. And he was like, yeah, what's the first two lines? And I know that poem really well, but as soon as they put you on the spot and you have to just quickly pluck it, it it's tricky. Yeah, well, I mean, I wrote it half a song in right. the first lockdown. I can't remember, but I remember being passionate about passionate. it. Passionate. <laughs> is, is that because social media... Well, I think, I mean, I think hit, everyone's yeah, mental health got like affected during lockdown yeah. that we're not talking about of course mm. but it's just seeing we're allowed to now we're, we're sub two hours so <laughs> gosh <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah just you know sitting there on your own like not where you want to be not mm. doing things that you want to do and then you scrolling through endless videos mm. and stuff like that and everyone's like, oh my God, I have used all of my time so wisely. And mm. now I'm a master in knitting. And now I'm, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone, and now I've converted my garden into a palace, yeah. which is brilliant. It's just so cool. But you're like, well, oh, I made it out of bed today. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, you know, not every day's going to be a palace day. I've, uh, and, I've actually found the bulletproof plan oh, of getting on. through this. You ready? It's called Post and Ghost. Okay. So, honestly, I've, I've got there because all my mates and pretty much anyone I've podcasted with or anything come here and they go, how do you play dad? How do you play... So much, yeah. All these, that, like, do the business and everything because you look so busy. You're, you must be on social media all the time. And I go, ha, ha, ha. No, I am posting not. Ghost. I'm just, I actually either post and ghost, but I schedule. So I've got um, create a studio, and it does your Facebook and Instagram. Oh. And I sit there on a Sunday, and I put on everything for that whole week or even months. That's brilliant. Sometimes, and I literally leave it at that. I let it go. It pops out every day, and That's it's content. Excellent. Because. That is what social media is for me now. It's the business element. Yeah. A little bit of time, I'll just check in with friends, but I'm actively going into, oh, what are they up to? I'll check out. I'll go and yeah. find. But I'm not just trying to find them in an endless sweep of scrolling. I'd love I'm, to say the same. I'm going in <laughs> to find out what they're yeah, up to. Yeah, that's brilliant. And it, it's been a genuine journey. It's been a really hard finding to fine-tune it and get to that point. But I can honestly say, on a genuine level, the best I've felt is of recent, and that's because I've learned to manage my social media and how I use it and utilise it rather than let it use me. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's going back to that social dilemma. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Very wise words, listen up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you guys. Uh, yeah. No, these these guys. <laughs> so, 
Sorry, Dorothy. I took <laughs> over then. I just no, at all. It's passion, isn't too it? Too much passion, passion though. Never just too much. Flying Never all too over much. the place. This bus is going to be uh, covered in it. <laughs> <laughs> filthy. And we've not said anything filthy till now. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> Covered in passion. <laughs> oh my god, that can't be one of our songs. <laughs> well, no, you can write that song. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lose all my fans now. Yeah. Uh, where can people find out everything about you, what you're up to, all your cool stuff? So, on social media, so it's at Dorothyella with an M on the end because yeah. someone has taken Dorothyella. Got it, I knew that. And I did it as Dorothyella Music and I just thought, whoop. I'm hitting the mic. I just thought it was too long. So I did Dorothy Lum. Mm. Dorothy Lum. And my last name's it Martin. Works. So it works. Dorothy Lum. Hard to yeah. find. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it is. It will change one day. <laughs> and, and that's on Instagram. Instagram. And it's the same on Facebook. And then it's Dorothy Ella on YouTube. Twitter, do you bother? Oh, no, I used to. I'm not, I've not delved into that. What for took a you while. from Twitter? Um, I don't know. I just stopped using it. Yeah. Pretty much, mm, yeah. Is, is it funny if okay if you're just looking before we go, all the social medias? How do you see Instagram? How do you see Facebook? How do you see Twitter? Well, I think my fav favorite is Instagram mm. because I'm a very visual person. Mm. So I love the fact that I can post some of my music that people can listen to, but then give them a like a visual to go with it to go. Okay, this is my vibe. Mm. Look and listen. And that's the I've main got, part of it which as well, is cool. the visual. Mm. Yeah, and I think, yeah. And then Facebook is just great for things like events, inviting people, because mm. everyone's on Facebook. Like, yeah. all generations, everyone's on Facebook. So that's just brilliant for that. Twitter is very much, like, very wordy. Yeah. And I sometimes I don't really know what to say. And I was just, back in the day when I used Twitter, was just writing random things that, why am I even writing that on social media? Mm. No one cares that I lost my glasses that day. Mm. <laughs> if I'm personifying them, great word, <laughs> I'd say Instagram would be your cool, slick back, chilled friend that just wants to have a good time. I don't know, I'm, I'm saying Facebook's more... If you want your nan to see how well you're doing and yeah. just what you're up well, to. Well, that's what I'm saying, all generations. I was trying to be there. polite. But I think <laughs> that's more the word. Because there's no word limit on it, people just put rant after rant in my feed where yeah. I'm just going, I don't think that's necessary. And I think Twitter's actually a bit more concise. Is it? Oh, it, yeah, because it's got a limit, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you have your limit yeah. and they can't just keep rambling on and on and on. So yeah, I'd say if I go for it for word information style things, Twitter's probably the place I'd go for that. Yeah. It's more of your intellectual friend. I think Facebook's the one that's sat there sounding smart but doesn't really know what it's on about. Yeah, Facebook's a confusing world anyway. It doesn't work right. <laughs> you crazy Facebook. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for I've having really me. I've really enjoyed it. Have you enjoyed yeah. it? On the oh, bus? absolutely, yeah. This is a vibe. Would you do more podcasts? Would you do your own podcast? Would oh, you think I don't know. Podcasts? I might do. I can't work technology to record it. So I'll you do a live here. podcast. You're, that's <laughs> another one. You're invited. You're back. Oh, I could it. see you bringing loads of artists on here and just chatting music oh yeah absolutely or your crowd <laughs> <laughs> oh right. bless you guys thank you for being a part of the old farm bus back of the bus sessions podcast 
I leave you on this every time. I'm going to always leave you on this. I've decided this is the end point. Just be nice to one another, you beautiful buggers. That is literally all you've got to do. Simple as that. Big love. Thank you very much. <laughs> See you soon, lovely. Thank you.